We're on. We did it. <laughs> I feel good about that. John, you still, you still got your last bite going, but you know, not bad, huh? not bad. Yeah, you still got your last your last bite going. Whatever, whatever you're eating over there. It was bad. just, I think it was the snack left over from the last post game show. Still- <laughs> oh, is that the pressing snack that reminds? It's me like of that it's night. like a half a granola bar I didn't eat last time. It was my <laughs> when I was depression eating my way through uh through the game five post game. Uh, I had the probably. I had those cookies, Joe Sway, the great cookies from uh, San Francisco at the games. I was going through TSA and I found them in my bag. I'm like, ooh. That is nice. Grandma, grandma's. Yeah. You know good. what I had? I had a HelloFresh meal. Tonight? Yesterday. Nice. Uh, yeah. Really good stuff. Our, our sponsor, again, we'll tell you more about HelloFresh later, but uh, check it out if you want to eat well. HelloFresh.com slash playoff 16. Uh, really good stuff. Farm fresh ingredients delivered to your door. I got some uh, and had a really nice, uh, like, hoisin chicken meal. Freaking great. Um, anyway. We're going to get into uh, a lot of things with uh, Game 6, do or die, Celtics on the brink, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we know, you know the story by this point. Uh, Joe Sway and Bobby were out in San Fran, of course, covering Game 5. We'll all be at the Garden tomorrow for Game 6, so you can join us for the post-game show then. Either the season continues and we're on to a Game 7 Sunday night in San Francisco, or it's over. Uh, among the things we're going to discuss, um, you know, some chatter online today about whether the fans are being too mean or too harsh with the Celtics and the way that they're playing right now. Uh, new stuff about Rob Williams condition, uh, general kind of tone and vibe of the team today. They seemed actually pretty loose and confident. Um, so we'll start with you, Bobby. You were at practice. What was your kind of takeaway from, uh, and also he a couple things. He may talked about things you might see with some changes in rotations potentially. Yeah, and of that was course, interesting. that's interesting. We'll talk about that. And of course, you know, the number one thing which drives us all freaking bananas is the complaining, which he may addressed again today. And I can't believe we are through the entire regular season, three runs of the playoffs and at game six of the finals. And he is still saying the thing that he said at the beginning of the year, which is we got to stop talking to the refs. And, and I can't believe it's still an issue. I can't believe it, but it is. Uh, Since we'll preseason. Talk- yeah. it, it, it just won't leave them it just i the patience of this man you know uh that he's made it through this year but uh start with you Bobby. shout out to me along yeah exactly for keeping him mellow um start out with you bobby you were at practice some takeaways from today or you know just generally you know kind of what were you uh you know what did you find interesting yeah i found the looseness encouraging Uh, there's it was definitely a lot of laughing not much pressure being put on themselves so you like to see that. I don't think there's a group that gets rattled by a loss all that much. But you did kind of see, and I know we talk about, John, that we see the tail end of practice. We're not really seeing the brunt of it. But they did go through some drills at the end. And a lot of missed shots, a lot of fatigue showing still, I think. Get them it, out of your system. Yeah, it's it looks like a tired, I don't want to say resigned group because I still think they're going to give a great effort here in game six, but that loss hit them. Both losses hit them. And you you saw the way they went though in the fourth quarter. They're kind of fading away. We hadn't seen that from this group yet. We hadn't seen back-to-back losses in this postseason. Right. They got hit there. I, I don't know if they're knocked down, but they definitely got hit hard with a big-time haymaker in that game. And I think you could see a little bit of practice today. And I like the process. I like the things they're talking about in terms of what they have to do offensively. It's pretty clear that they know what the problems are. But when you talk about the officiating and the offensive stagnancy and the turnovers, these have been conversations for months now. And the group doesn't have a great grasp on how to solve any of them, I think. And the ref one, as you say, is baffling. You just have to stop. That's all there is to it. And yeah. They're not capable of doing it. We imagined a team that would not complain <clears throat> at all this year because that was Eme's mission statement coming in, right? And it's been just the opposite. Yeah, um, I totally agree. Joe Sway, your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, Bobby. I, I definitely saw that looseness. Everyone sort of dancing around a bit, which is good. You want to see that. You don't want to see these guys tense with their heads down going into this. And it's because they're saying all the right things, right? They've been there before. You know, they're confident about this situation and they know what they did wrong. You know, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, pretty much saying a lot of the same things. Like 
we know we don't have to say these things to each other. You know, there doesn't have to be a superhero speech or whatever. You know, I like that line. One. Yeah, yeah, me too. And, and, and of course, Jason Tatum. I thought I thought one of the, uh, the the lighter sides of him, which I actually appreciated, it actually made the me ball. laugh out loud, was the uh, no, 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 oh no, the ball thing wasn't wasn't bad. But when he when he was asked about um, uh, Joe Mazzola, the assistant coach, and he was like, "I didn't say that." No, I'm just fucking with you. Like that was great. Yeah. Like, you, you saw that. When everyone laughed, when everyone responded to that, his face sort of like lit up. And you can tell he wants to go in there with this, you know, not with that sense of arrogance, but with a sense of, look, I know what you guys are thinking, you know. And it's the same thing we've been saying for weeks. It's the same pattern that we've been complaining about when we talk about this team. So so it's just all about executing. And that's really what's going to come down to, obviously. But I think Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown, they, they know that. They're not going to reach for excuses, nor are they going to say, you know, oh, well, we have to switch things up a bit, which made things interesting when Ime, uh, John, yeah. you, you talked about it right at the beginning, when Ime talked about rotations, you know, no, potential um, changes to the rotations. But, um, yeah, we can get to that later. And but, I'm curious yeah, what they I, will. I like I like how everything everything was light at practice. So I, I like the, that going in. Practice was light. I know there's going to be some Twitter, you know, kind of trolls out there who are like, dude, they should be serious. I like it's light. too over, light. Yeah, I like light, light over serious. I always, always, yeah. always, always, okay? Yeah, I, you know, you don't want to – you, the last thing you want right now Agreed. is to feel like the moment has gotten big for them or worse off exactly. that they've lost. My bigger fear with this team is not that they, and uh, I'm going to play this Jalen Brown soundbite and I'll kind of react off of it. But this, I think was a signature soundbite of the day. Jalen Brown talking about after, as Bobby mentioned, kind of getting popped in the mouth a couple of times, just their general vibe facing this team. Um, we wear everything. We wear everything that we learned this year is like a, a badge of honor that we kind of wear. We don't let it hang over our heads. We bounce back. We've been able to respond well all year. Um, so um, we're looking forward to the challenge. We got to embrace it. And, you know, and, you know, ain't no other way around it. Um, last game on our home floor for to kind of embody our whole season. You know, we're looking to, to give it everything we got. Um, we don't. We are not scared. We do not fear um, to go to the state wars. We want to come out and just play the best version of basketball um, that we can. We know it's a good team over there. We know they've done it before. Um, but we have all the belief in ourselves, so we're gonna come out and, and leave it all out there. That's the that's the whole intent. So yeah, my I thing like is, that. I never at any moment in time uh, worried that the Celtics feared them. In fact, I wonder if the opposite got true, where they started to kind of think that like we got this, uh, or whatever right. it was that led them to play with less urgency. I've never understood that the starts. Um, and I don't, I, you know, I, I, I don't get it showing up to a finals game and being like, we just weren't ready. Like you get that in game 40 of the regular season, or maybe early in the playoffs when you're not ready for the level of playoff intensity, perhaps I don't understand it at this point. I never will. Um, you know, actual fatigue is a different story. Mentally not being ready for the fight in the finals. I, I and again, if you're going to talk about playoff experience, I never thought playoff experience is like why the Warriors are winning. I think it's nonsense. I, I really do. I think that's massively overrated. I but I do think um, playoff and experience can hurt you if you don't value the moment, recognizing it's really hard to get here and you might not make it back again for a very long time. There's a lot of teams that got there early in players' careers. You think of like Oklahoma City and stuff like that. Oh, we'll be here a ton of times. This is, this is our first crack at it. It doesn't always happen. So I wonder why they got yeah. too comfortable. The only thing I'd be concerned with now is after seeing two kind of dud performances, if they're looking around at each other and they've lost a little bit of trust in one another, like which one of us is going to step up here? But I don't know. I was going to go there. I, yeah, so the, see, that's, I, I think the, the two go hand in hand. John. The trust issue you know? is the thing. I don't think there's any fear. Yeah, but I think, I think the two things go hand in hand because I, I think – I was with you, John, and I'm still like that to a certain extent, that, that going into this series, I wasn't saying, oh, experience is a huge advantage in the Warriors' favor. But when it comes down to the fourth quarter, late game execution, that's when so the, the Warriors have sort of, you know, blown out the Celtics in, in, in a way, right? You know, coming down to those situations, being calm, knowing what, what was going to happen, you know, knowing who's going to get the ball, you know, being confident, obviously cap capitalizing on the Celtics' mistakes. A lot of those were self-inflicted, you know, but this is the type of team that does that. And I think the experience does take over in a, in a sense. But leading up to the last couple of games, these games had they've been one-sided, right? You know, we didn't really get that really close game uh, until a couple, you know, a, a few nights ago. And, and they both went, both games, you could say, it was a 10-point 10, 10, uh, 10 margin. 
they were in the Warriors' favor because of what happened in the fourth quarter, because they weren't afraid of that moment, because they didn't, you know, shoot themselves in the foot when it mattered the most, like the Celtics did. Right. I like what you said there about the pointing fingers, different solutions, uh, the mixed bag of how to respond to this, because I'm sure Ime has a vision. And I think the three ball handlers have their own visions as well right now. And that's where I'm really seeing the greatest divide on this team right now. Love what Jalen talked about today in terms of getting shots earlier in the shot clock. This is stuff we've talked about. Biggest problem in the series right now. Uh, I saw a reporter put out a great graph um, after game five of just the difference between these two teams and where they get their shots in the shot clock. You're seeing the Warriors get close to 20% of theirs late, uh, late in the sh- uh, early in the shot clock, rather. Celtics coming very late. Uh, and that's something we've noticed as well. Them not getting into their sets yeah. until about 14 seconds, sometimes five seconds left yeah. in the shot clock. And that's been a problem for both it's- Tatum and Smart in this series. And I and asked Tatum about it this today, and yeah. I didn't really get a good answer on why they're not getting into their sets earlier. He just said what they needed to do. And the problem is, is I, I've noticed this on a couple, and I was kind of going back and forth with someone on Twitter, and I shared one clip there where I'm like, "All right, look at this play," and it was just I, my 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 general theme, like you know, I I, I believe I think some excuse making has come out um, for the Celtics. You know, people talking about the Celtics, not among the Celtics, but well, Ime's got to put them in better positions and X, Y, and Z. And Golden State's a really experienced team. And I, I just, I don't think so. I think it really is an execution issue. And whether it's fatigue or just not mental toughness, being able to focus minute to minute. They're walking up a lot. Well, one clip yeah. I saw was a kind of they a really caught up good in a moment. Yeah, one of the clips I shared was one where they did get into it. They ran a good action. They they set a high, Marcus came up, set a screen, showed at the free throw line, got it. Um, you know, tried to kick over to Jalen or quick kick to Al in the corner. Al swung to Jalen behind the arc. Jalen tried to drive, dribbled off his leg. You can say Gary Payton might have you know gotten a hand on that too, and they turned it over. And that action was actually a good one. It wasn't perfectly executed because one pass was off. Al swung too early. He maybe should have drove the closeout. Golden State's playing it well. The problem was they didn't start it till 14 seconds were left on the clock. So when Jalen does get that swing from Al, he's like, I got to shoot or drive. So he drives yeah. into traffic and he loses the ball. So they're almost kind of – you, you have to be patient with some of this stuff. You start your, you get into your actions with 14, 13 seconds left on the clock. It's got to work right away. And if Golden State defends it well, you're going to end up taking a really bad shot or having to force something. So they really do, number one, have to get into that stuff a lot earlier. Yeah. And so the or lack of urgency, possession to possession, is really strange there. And again, it goes back to what you said, Bobby. Who's handling the ball? Who's the guy? Because when it's Tatum, you see it just slow down. You know, I think we've always he, right. agreed. Yeah, the, the style in which Brown plays, despite his loose handle, is the style this team wants to play, and you can really see him trying to instill it in the group, and he's struggling because of these turnovers. But I, I still think, and this is tough to say after last game because he was awful early, but you got to trust Jalen. I think like he just knows what this group needs. Tatum, you saw him play at his best when he got off the ball last game. I'm sure there's some advantages to the coverages Brown is seeing rather than Tatum's huge crowds building up in front of him. And you can potentially even get the ball back to Tatum in some better positions if you play through Brown a little bit. So I think that's been something they've neglected a little bit. But the smart issue, like that's impossible to get around because right now Tatum's main outlet for dropping the ball off when he's in trouble smart and smart's just not making good decisions with it at all it's been a dreadful series for smart it really has yeah i mean quite a few people and that's Mm -hmm. what's frustrating and again good teams make you play poorly so that's certainly you're going to credit golden state for part of it but you know you have not seen the best from smart and you saw him get really frustrated last game he almost looked like he was trying to get tossed um yeah you know 21 assists 16 turnovers for smart yeah yeah that's yeah. That sounds about right too, because you, you look at the way he's been. Uh, you know, when when the Celtics are on a certain type of when the when the drought is really bad offensively, I feel like that's when Mark is starts making it worse a bit with those turnovers. But he's got to clean it up. I mean, look, another thing about Jalen too, and these guys getting into the sets taking too long. I just feel like in that last game in San in San Francisco, 
they were just sort of checked out mentally, you know. That's why it was like Draymond could sense it, you know, when he started with his shenanigans with the, with the ball and following them into the huddle. And not because he wanted to fight them, but because he wanted to just mess with their head a bit. You know, they, they he, he could tell that they were checked out and that the, the turnovers had a lot to do with that. A lot of those self-inflicted turnovers were you know, the Warriors weren't even in position to make steals. And the Celtics essentially gave them the ball, you know, in those fourth quarter late game execution plays. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's no doubt. But it's that trust issue I'm going to keep coming back to. It's, you know, I'm not sure, you know, if it's, you know, by design, you know, but I mean, the ball coming coming out of Marcus's hands and, you know, running it through Tatum. I, I you know, I don't think Tatum, you know, we talk about his playmaking. I think in stretches, Tatum is recognizing what the defense is bringing and reacting quickly. And I think in others, he's just trying to kind of just ram it through and, 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 you know, I mean, he's kind of feeding into what they're forcing him to do. He needs they're, some spacing. I agree with what yeah. Brown's talking about there. Yeah. So, but I mean, with Tatum, it's kind of the same thing. It's, you know, they're forcing him left and he continues to dribble right. And he dribbles into a double team and he's just getting further and further from the basket. It's just not really. Well, let's, let's say this. If we said coming into this series, Tatum was going to average seven assists a game. You'd be like, all right, you're probably getting somewhere with that. It, but, that's totally yeah. fine and and turnovers yeah. that's the thing turnovers everyone makes a big deal about the turnover number right um and it's not like an insignificant thing but the turnover number doesn't matter as much if you're either scoring a ton or assisting a bunch all right we're going to take a little pause here i want to tell you about our sponsor bet online our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information find all odds news and sports developments including this year's nba finals where of course we are right now the nhl hockey conference finals major league baseball scores all the latest fighting news and even next season's early nfl futures bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering from live betting to playoffs esports and more so head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where it starts. Uh, you know, Tatum does, assist numbers are up, uh, but the turnovers are obviously insane. The other, the problem with him is literally just shooting at such a poor clip that it's just not an efficient enough overall performance. So, you know, the assists don't really do much to cancel it out there. They're trying to take him away, and he's also not making the most of whatever opportunities that he's been given. He just has to be more efficient. He has to find a way to be more efficient. He's getting to the basket and he's not getting off quality shots or he's not hitting ones that he should make. He's not making the right read all the time. He's making it some of the time. But that's the thing is this is what it comes down to. Al Horford said it in the post game um, last time is, you know, I don't believe there's any tricks at this point. You know, you know, they're throwing Golden State mixes up their coverages. They do different things, but it's also stuff they've done at different times throughout the season. They're not throwing ridiculous new wrinkles, uh, but, you know, they mix it up a little bit. But the Celtics know what they're getting here. This isn't the first time Jason Tatum has faced double teams and been forced to make good decisions. He's just got to make them. Uh, he's just not making enough good decisions and good reads, and, and he's not making his open shots. And that's why, overall, he's having not a great series. No. Then, I'm sorry, and that's what I'm sorry to 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 the point. What Horford's bite, Horford's soundbite was exactly that. He's like, it's a difficult job, but the guys who have to ball, the guys with the ball, just have to make the right read. I think it comes down to that more often than not. Definitely, whoever it is, whoever it is, yeah. Jalen. Well, between Marcus, between Jason, Smart, Jalen, and exactly, they're the guys who have the ball the most. They just have to make the right read. Sometimes it's not there, and sometimes the other team's going to force you into a bad shot because they're going to play it really well. You got to live with that. You can't. What you can't do is just uh, working working your offense for the full 24 and not ending up with a great shot is much better than trying to force the issue and turning it over or what Tatum's doing and taking wild off-balance shots near the rim, falling down and letting them kind of run out the other way. Those are killing them. They're much better off just kind of staying within themselves and taking whatever's there and not getting frustrated and just trying to remain patient. Yeah, and maybe you take more threes. You know, that could be a way you counteract it because they're there. And you look at that number, 
<laughs> I, again, this this starting to remind me a little bit of the Bucks series. It's the Bucks series. Well, well, they haven't had one of those in a different way in a while. Yeah, yeah. Since game one. The big but, difference I mean, is the Warriors really cut off. the They corner, were shooting great right. in game four, in game four for from three. Also, they cooled off in the second half. But that's what they're yeah, giving you. That's, that's what true. you have to take. And when and last game when they started out cold as hell, we were talking about it at halftime on our thread. Like keep doing what you're doing. And then they hit eight straight threes. Like they had to do the drive and kick. That was what it was. That's what was there. Uh, the team clogs the lane. You can't get all the way to the basket. As Ime said, you either have to pull up and Bobby doesn't love that. But again, I'm going to contest your mid range numbers, you know, because I don't think those are exactly telling of the type of shots. Ime wants those guys to take, or you got to drive and kick. That's what's, that's what's being given to you. And it's tough because they know the Celtics are streaky. There's a reason teams give them these shots. There's yeah. a reason Horford was wide open every time to start game one and he made them pay. And Grant, I, I think Grant's such a key for game six because he's that outlet for Tatum. Like, I don't love Ime taking the shooters off the floor late in these games and packing it in and saying, we're going to defend away here in a tight game and try to take it that way with runouts and transition. Some of these things the Celtics are trying to do to you know, t- find offense, right? And transition's yeah. not always going to be there. You can't just be a fast break team wall to wall in a game, especially when you're playing six, seven guys. No, you got to yeah. find yeah, some outlets see, for shooting. But yeah, but go that's, ahead, Joe. That's, that's, that's where those shots. That's where those shots are there for Grant Williams. But also, there's other guys out there, especially someone like Derek White, who had a huge game in Game One. You know what he what he means to the offense when he's balling like that, and not necessarily that it means they have to duplicate what he did. But he's gonna get open looks for guys. He's he's pushing the floor. You know, we just haven't he seen was that. Lost we didn't see that at game. all in game yeah. four. And then you talk about open shots between Pritchard and, and Grant Williams. I mean, you just gotta knock those down. And I think one of those guys will probably knock down a couple in this next one in game six. But they just need some sort of production from that second unit because then it gets it gets really thin. And then and and then the the, the starters have to, you know, they need that balance against this team. This team, uh, a team like the Warriors. Well, the, the bench stuff was atrocious, and what's funny is like Ugh. it's it's the same guys. Um, you you know you're not like when he may says you know again uh, ten points game five of the finals. Honestly, that's misleading because some of that was garbage points. Um, really, it was four points from the guys who actually play. Um, One for eight, right? Yeah, I mean the guys who play Derek White and whatever you were, you, you had Grant had a three and Derek White hit a free throw and I think that was it four points and Pritchard went Pritchard went over so 10 points is actually they got six of those points in garbage time the bench did nothing uh in that game so Ime Odoka today uh hints at switching up rotations and I don't think that means he's going to play Neesmith or Cornette or you know (laughs) or or Hauser as Sherrod might might suggest um I don't think that's happening what I do think is you know what we've had what does that go- mean, John? I don't. I really don't. So get here's it. my thought. Uh, my thought is this: Hold on, you don't think going- Smith for, de- for 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 defensive reasons? I just think, I honestly think you're afraid of every, uh, 90 seconds of Neesmith could be a 10-0 run with four fouls committed. You know what I mean? Is like, he's just, it's just going to go too fast for him. He could play, he's the type of guy who could play lockdown defense on Curry for 23 seconds and foul him on a three. Guaranteed. It'll happen every time. He's just going to get out grifted because he's too much of a spaz. If if we're there, the series is over. I do not believe, exactly. I do not believe that's what he means. What I believe is, I think what they've been doing is... After realizing single big is the better play, but still wanting to start Rob and Horford, you have two options. You can either alter the starting lineup, which they're not going to do, or the first guy off the bench ends up being Grant Williams instead of uh, Derek White. Uh, And that might be something that you could do there where uh, uh, one of those bigs goes out for, uh, for Grant. Uh, earlier and that could be something where they mess mess up with the rotations or you may even go uh, Grant and Pritchard earlier and White coming in later and White might get relegated might 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 get pushed down it's possible because Golden State's second lineup tends to be their small ball line they sometimes I know they have Looney coming off the bench but that that pool party lineup you know when you have that you might try to match that with some of your uh, shooters and extend the floor you might even try Grant as a small ball five which I think is a possibility so those are the types of things I think messing with the rotation the same three guys are going to play and I agree with you Bobby from last game it's it's a bummer that Pritchard goes out there 
And he's basically like, if you knock down shots, you'll get a few more minutes in the second half. And if you don't, I'm going to put you in mothballs. You know, like that sucks. It's, it sucks. A big no- time, and I, I don't like it sucks knowing that, that when you go out, like, go out there. Yeah. But, but you look at the, you look at his track record though. I mean, he normally, he gives you one of those games after a, a few duds, you know, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like he may kind of, he, maybe he's playing the seed here for not a huge Pritchard game, but maybe he gives you. Three three pointers, three or four three pointers in games. That's what you, know? you need. Mean, it that's sort of been that's sort of been the treatment all year long, right? Like he he sort of goes in the doghouse, then he's back in the lineup for a bit, and then he had that stride, you know, and he struggled to, and throughout certain stretches throughout the playoffs. And I don't know, maybe, maybe that's just what Ime has been doing with him. He's I, hoping that he can get the best I, out of him that way. But I may also I may reduce. Uh, you're talking about other things you could do. I may look to re- if if you think you can get close to thirty out of Rob, I might start looking to reduce Al's minutes um, and start using uh, Grant as a small ball five and not always have one or the other out there and see if the, you can get away with those lineups. It's something they might try um, as well. I think Al is a little bit gassed right now, and I think Al is playing. I mean, Rob is playing significantly better than Al is this series. Uh, and the uh, the Rob minutes are so much more impactful right now that I think you want to have him on the floor as your primary big for as much as possible um, in the key moments of the games. And um, I think you have to start looking at it that way. The problem is he could always, like I said, that, that knee just starts barking. And there was a report today, uh, Josue, you shared with us earlier, that he's getting his yeah. knee drained every day. That's not super surprising when they're swelling. Chris That's Haynes reported it. Yeah, but um, yeah. that you know, just more on more on his overall battle. But I don't know what what do you guys think they might try? I honestly wonder whether White is getting relegated a little bit here because not only offensively he's been lost the last couple of games. Uh, looking up some defensive numbers, uh, he's actually getting picked on uh, here, uh, and he's not faring well. And and uh, his numbers uh, in one on one defense have been actually really poor. He is getting targeted uh, when he's out there, which is strange considering that's his calling card. Well, you're still balancing offense and defense, and I I love him as an option on Curry. Still, he's about as good as anyone in that role. And they did a great job as a key as a team taking Curry out last game. So you're trying to maintain that while upping your offense. Uh, so much of what we're talking about offensively shooting. So you want to stack the floor with guys you feel good about hitting open shots. That's why the Pritchard thing still stuns me. And I don't know how much you can tinker with the rotation at this point. A do or die game. Uh, you haven't tested a lot of this stuff that we're talking about. I guess you can dive into it and sink or swim, but uh, I felt coming into this series, Ime was the better coach of the two here. I underrated Curry's ability to tinker and experiment and try stuff and fail early on here. The stuff we're talking about, John, the Celtics should have been doing all that in games one through three, and you did hit something in game one with Smart off the floor and Pritchard there with White. And Brown on the floor, yeah. I believe, as well with the two w- wings. But you never went back to that. You, you kept double big out there. You closed the game with double big. You're going through your normal rotations. You're cutting down your rotation when things get tough. I, I think it's too late for experimentation here. I guess you can try if that's if what you're thinking. But here's the thing. Well, it's, not exper- I, it's not yeah, experimentation. It's not, right. it wouldn't it be something, before. Exactly. It's not like, it wouldn't be something the, that they haven't done before. The Warriors are playing lineups they've never played before. In fact, obviously, the Clay Draymond Curry lineup hadn't played this series more than a few minutes. But beyond that, they've tried several lineups and combinations. Um, I I don't think that that, the Celtics have tried these combos at at points in time during the season. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I, I think Grant Williams being the first one off the bench, I think you're on to something there, John. I, I think that's sort of the direction they want to go in. And depending on how he responds, will sort of dictate the next move. You know, I, I don't think Ime is going in there with a set of moves, you know, ready in line. But I, if, if there's one that that is definitely the first guy off the bench, I think it's going to be Grant. I, I think he's he's going to be he's, – he's on a big spot here and on both ends of the floor. And, of course, defending and, and, and what he does and, in, in, you know, his, his ability to knock down open shots. why not make that your shots, starting lineup? Open, open threes. Because I don't get I think, this thing of staggering in. All right, three minutes in, we're going to go to our lineup we like here. The Warriors took Looney. Then start him. I hate it. 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 If, if you're going to sub somebody out at the three-minute mark, start somebody else. It makes no sense. You're already – your rotations are a mess already at that point because the guy who just came out at the three-minute mark is essentially in the rotation with bench players at this point. I don't get that. I don't get what kind of tone you can establish with only three minutes. A quick trigger there is silly to me. I, and they've been I, getting I, off to bad starts, haven't they? It, it's silly. Yeah. If you're going to bring somebody quick off the bench – 
do it. Just start them. It makes no sense to me. And uh, if you want to get Grant going, you want to make and those truthfully, right away. We always thought like, oh, Al is the rock and he's more uh, disciplined defensively. So maybe sit Rob. I might even say sit Al, but that would be something that they haven't done. And that I would, would be considered bold. But I would sit Al if you were going to sit one of them and start somebody else. And if you wanted spacing or shooting or a different type of lineup, that's something. Is that Al could... spacing the floor for you? He he's, might be. Look, I mean, he's I a think, pick I and pop. He's a pick and pop guy who's a floor spacer by nature, but he's not a lethal, you know, wet. Yeah, I don't think he's pulling the defense. Yeah, he's not pulling the defense. Yeah. Yeah, but he's going to get those looks. I mean, look, we don't know how Rob's going to respond. He's he's still listed as questionable. I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to play, but maybe he doesn't start. Maybe they go with Grant. You know, I I wouldn't hate that. I think you need Rob out there a ton tomorrow. What we might need, I, some. I think you do too, but you also don't. <laughs> you about to go into an ad right now. I don't know if he necessarily has to start. I think he can still make an impact. Celtics need a fresh start and fresh legs. <laughs> yeah, they do. And what you need at home, if you haven't gotten into this already, and by now, guys, we've been doing this for a couple of these finals have lasted seven weeks. So we've told you. I mean, <laughs> we've told you so many times about HelloFresh. Yeah, we we're going to tell you uh, um, this. We may be running out of opportunities. This could be it tomorrow. So I want to tell you guys at least one more time. If you oh, haven't man. checked this out already, please do. HelloFresh, farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, seasonal recipes delivered to your doorstep. It's n- America's number one meal kit for a reason. Okay. Okay. It's really good stuff. It's very affordable. 72% cheaper than dining at a restaurant. Honestly, even more than that. When this ad was sent to us, it was probably 72% cheaper. And then restaurants raised their prices like 20% since then. The the price is the (laughs) same here. I'm not kidding, man. Every week they're like, I don't know, let's just add a dollar to everything. And they just keep doing it until (laughs) I went on groceries, groceries too. Everything. Oh, it makes no sense. exploded at one of my bills in San Fran. It, it makes no sense. Yeah. I, I, the inflation has stayed the same. And I show yeah. up and I'm like, this is 40 cents more. Like, why? What happened yesterday? You know, but it doesn't that's matter. A, you're, right, you're that's not, what I love about HelloFresh, though, because they had the, the ingredients for you. You don't, you don't have to have the other side pieces from, the, uh, you know, from yeah. the groceries or whatever. You don't need any of that. Everything you need is already right there. Right. Yeah. And what's the worst thing when you want to make something new and you got to run out and you're like, I don't have margarine, you know, like, I don't have this. <laughs> right, you know, right. it's like, I got to buy a whole bottle of spice just for a spread, a one teaspoon's worth for this recipe. <laughs> and that's one of the cool things about it is you don't have to do that. You, I just you, run out it of all cumin. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I never run out of that, but you know, I've got the essentials. But, <laughs> True. You know. But anyway, um, you know, you can diversify your menu, seasonal spring recipes. You can customize anything. You can switch your proteins in and out. You're talking about hundreds of potential menu choices. You can get, you know, healthy, family style, you know, meat centric, whatever it is. And whatever you want, mix and match, you know, and make it exactly what you want. Feed a whole family. It's great for just one. It's perfect. Super easy. Just whip it up. As we said, delivered to your door, already pre-portioned. Everything is just ready to go. All you have to do is cook it. Um, it's you know what great. I loved We've about all... one of my boxes? Yeah. They just threw an orange in there. I don't know yeah, why, but it was, it was great. <laughs> I love oranges. So, again, we'll tell you guys. It's HelloFresh.com slash Playoff16. We need 16 Ws right now. They got 14, so two more. Please use this URL. And if you're not going to buy at least, just log on, please. Just check it out. Get it, get through there, check out some of the options. And by the time you get to it, like I said, when you're about to check out, you're going to be like, wow, that's really not a lot of money for what I'm about to get here. It's a really, really good deal and it's worth it. So definitely check that out if you're interested. Uh, HelloFresh.com slash Playoff16. Use the code Playoff16, up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Um, so that's that's it for that. Want to get back to the rotations, guys? Did you have anything else you wanted to add there on what they could try? Yeah, no, I think you, I, yeah. I, well, no, I'm just gonna say I think you nailed it with the, the nothing drastic. You know, you're not gonna see Neesmith in there or Cornette or anything like that. But I, I just think he's gonna do things that he's tinkered with in the past. You know, Bobby, we talked about it after game, uh, after game five. You know, uh, how much you love that fourth quarter lineup, obviously, that we saw in, in the in game one that that had Smart on the bench. You know, and, and maybe that's what unlocks Smart in that fourth quarter. You know, maybe that's what gets him out there and, and, and produces offensively. Maybe he needs to, re- you know, that relaxes him a bit, you know, because he's just been a little eccentric lately and sort of, yeah, you don't know what he's going to do when he's out there. It's a lot, yeah, a lot yeah. of turnovers out there. Yeah, but I don't think it's, a, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's true. It, it would be a, a gutsy move. But at the same time, though, I don't think it would be something that would 
that would piss off Marcus to the extent that they would he'd be you know unfocused and, and be in his feelings. Uh, I think it'll inspire him. I don't know. I wonder how he reacted to that game one benching. Yeah, you always, whatever you want to call it. I feel it. like I don't even I don't call yeah I don't call it a benching though. I mean you weren't Who? the only one, Bobby, but there are a lot of people Smart. saying that. In game one, yeah. that oh he was benched the fourth quarter, but he came back in and made a couple of three pointers. You know I, I don't think it was a benching as in hot, like hot he, hand he lineups. He didn't yeah, play yeah. the last you know three minutes right. The hot hand lineup. Well, the sun, well, the that happens a lot. That's that's not he the just first time. The hot hand. Where where Ime will start with a fourth quarter lineup and and it's working and it stays. We, we've seen that. We right. saw that a bunch during the year. It's not a strange thing. And I don't Man. think it was. Yeah, I thought this would be Pritchard series. We thought it'd be Grant series too. There's no reason there. he shouldn't be out there. You, there's yeah. no yeah, reason Grant you, shouldn't be succeeding. This is there's two things that are really worrisome for me right now. The fact that you had to completely cut off your bench last game and say, "All right, all you bench guys sit on the bench. We're rolling with the starters for ten straight minutes to close." The they were terrible. You guys have been so bad. That's worrisome. And the fact that everyone just seems to be standing on top of each other offensively. No one's in their spots. That's actually what Tatum said when I asked him why they're starting so late in the shot clock. Is that guys aren't in their spots and the spacing's terrible and no one really seems to know where to go. And if we're talking about the Celtics not having their lineups down and not having their offense set in game six, you might win tomorrow if you get hot, but I don't know if you're winning this series with all these issues But again, up. all you can do, I, I know it, people will find it to be overly simplistic, but all you can do is what you do. Like, they're not going to all of a sudden be yeah. a different team. There's things right. they do well, and they just have to do them as well as they can and hope for the best result. It's not like, there's no secret sauce here. It's basically... Move the ball, care for it. Don't be stupid. You know, don't don't take unnecessary risks because that always ends up bad. You know, go, goes you know turns up badly. If Marcus is your point guard, let him handle the friggin' ball. Get into your stuff quickly. Run on misses. You know, and just play your regular defense. And if you lose, you lose. Like it'll happen. But like right. almost any deviating from that plan at all and doing other things or getting into you know you know, one-on-one stuff or ISO, 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 or taking forever to get it, get the ball to the guy you want and then trying to hunt mismatches all day long. It's not really, it's not working for them. They have to just kind of get moving with it, you know, and you said, Bobby, they're even in the portion of practice, they were there. They seem to be like whipping the ball around and trying to, you know, encourage, I love some, that. encourage some sort of movement. I think that's it, man. You just got to, you know what their sets look like when they're at their best and that's what they were doing today some of those second level dribble drives swing to the corner swing to the wing extra pass to the corner some of that stuff now i see in the comments too you people want to see some extra cutting and stuff that's still you know january offense that we're looking at and saying no one moves and that's another thing they're talking about is people standing around that's the yeah that's the other one on the clip that i sent with tatum the clip i sent with tatum uh, with that play, it was as I said, it goes Al to Jalen and Jalen drives. Tatum, who had gotten the ball first, Tatum had passed to Smart, who passed to Al, who passed to uh, uh, Al, who passed to Jalen. And Tatum, when that play was over, five seconds left on the clock, where's he? 35 feet from the basket in case Jalen kicks it back out to him. At that point, you can't do any good out there. Like not having ever at any point recognized Jalen's going, I'm going to cut. Maybe he can find me. They Maybe have no I do force something. on sometimes. So, that's like what you're out of the play. You might as well walk over and talk to Ime and set up the next one. It's over <laughs> at that point. And I understand staying in your spot and maintaining spacing and not getting in each other's way. Of course, that's what they're doing. There's going to be guys standing in places where, but you never see any of that where it's kind of like, Oh, I can, I might be able to, you know, I might be able to get in the lane here. I might, you know, look for me. There's no cuts. There's no anything like that. There's really, it really is just a lot of passing and standing around and finding open guys. What did you say, John? You said it coming into the playoffs. Like, the old Celtics are still there. They always are. You know, and some of this stuff, like, you can say when they get older, they'll grow out of this stuff in the process, year or two of work under email. I think that's all valid, but... You do wonder some nights if this group just has those flaws that are going to stick around, especially with the style of basketball that they play. Uh, it's it's really frustrating to watch their offense look so sharp and so active at times, yeah. and then regress. And, and you wonder what the root cause yeah. is. It's hard to but get. But sometimes, I, sometimes I feel like we're 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 still thinking about that, like the the red hot Celtics, right? When they were when they were blowing teams out and making it look easy, because that 
poured right into the first round matchup against the Nets. And, you know, we saw them face adversity, how they bounced back. And then I think we sort of overlooked or at least got, we fantasize about the Celtics team going to revert back to that team. I mean, we're not going to see that version of the Celtics because they're up against the top teams, you know, and they're up, they're up against, That's a great point. you know, like tougher, tougher opponents after uh, that Nets, no doubt uh, that Nets series. And, yeah. and with the Warriors, I think we I, all like, underrated the Warriors for sure. Well, I think we underrated them in those important stretches. Whatever the third quarter they're Warriors, good. obviously, I think they're really good them for that. And I think they're really good in the sense that they can string together crucial stops and really get into their the defense. Is great. I picked yeah, them to get to the finals before the Some playoffs the started, so I don't. I didn't underrate them. I think they're. I think they're a really, really good team. I had the Suns, but that's true, John. You did say that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I had the Warriors the coming out. Yeah. I, I really did, and I thought, you know, I that any team in the East, if they went in intact, had a would have would have had a really good chance against them. Um, and I think the Celtics fully healthy again with Rob at a thousand percent, you know, and, and smart, not really ailing. I think you'd be, look, I'm not going to make the excuses, but I do believe it'd be a different story. They're um, dominating Rob's yeah. minutes. They're dominating Rob's minutes. Yeah. And that's, and that's, they're dominating 70% of Rob's minutes. Um, and, and they're getting murdered in the rest. Uh, Rob play 40 minutes in this game. No, but what was it? Plus 31. And I think you said 30, the stat probably it's like minus minus 42 when he's off, plus 31 when he's on, or something. A little like worse that. than that. I think it was a 47. Yeah. yeah. Uh this is glaring. And you saw it in that game when he was out there, the paint shut off for the Warriors and they started missing everything, just yep. settling for jumpers. Uh you see the floaters Curry has to shoot over him. They're incredibly hard. He yep. gets out on those shots. We talked about how he can play those screens on the perimeter much better than it's- Horford. It's many layers of difficulty. It's one, the shot blocking, two, the shot altering, three, the psychological thing, uh, three, psychologically not even entering the paint for fear that he's there. And then when you do, attempting a shot that's way tougher than it needs to be because you're worried about it. It really is so much of his impact is not quantifiable in in, in stats outside of on-off plus-minus net rating sort of numbers where you see uh, all year long, and dating back to last year, uh, I mean, how ridiculously better they are when he's on the floor. The the way the the amount of effect that he has on the game uh, it transcends uh, numbers. It's always there. So again, yes, I don't think he plays forty, but you want to get him thirty or north of thirty, uh, yeah. and and if you can, I it. think you're you're better yeah. off. You know, I mean you. You got to push him a bit, right? <laughs> like this is it. The season's on the line. But you never know when it goes. It goes. Like I said, is it? You never saw yeah. that shutdown. But it was game four. He's just jogging up the floor, and he's like, "Up, oh, it happened." You know. So you never know when the faucet just turns off there. But yeah, you do want to try to push it. Um, but going back to the whole DNA thing, what's baked in and this and that again. That's why I keep saying the same thing. Uh, you know, my assessment on this team, how they performed. You know, the overall of this season, what they're about, their trajectory, what the team needs to do in the offseason is not going to be determined in these final two games, nor is it going to be determined based on what they did in the finals here. It's not. I don't know if they win this series. That's going to be pretty impressive. No, it is. But that's the whole thing is like you can do that. Like teams can win and still and show up the next year and have problems. It doesn't mean you're all set because you won. And it doesn't mean, um, you know, it doesn't mean you're tragically flawed if you didn't. You know, sometimes it just didn't happen. Does Milwaukee need massive changes? No, they're just going to run. They've got their core in peace. You're not worried yeah. there. You know, you're all worried about certain teams. Even they're going to pick up Middleton and be like, let's run it back. Right. No, I mean, so that's the thing is like, I, yeah. I don't think necessarily – it's you're going to base it all on entirely what happened in this series. They are who they are and you're going to address some of those things, but some of that stuff is going to always linger. And, you know, that was the only reason we didn't have full confidence in the team entering the playoffs is how much of the stuff that we saw them do for literally 120 games, 115 games (laughs) dating back to last year. Same core is, is here. And yes, same core big difference where you switch out, you know, you don't have the Kemba issues anymore. And uh, there's a lot of problems with last year's team. Obviously the roster's different and the roster's overall better the way they finished the year. I see this team was kind of a joke <laughs> looking back on it. It's bad, man. It was, it was really goofy. Look at what you started. Thompson, Thompson Tice Kemba. Oh, <laughs> kill yeah. me. We should have known right there. Ugh. And everyone wants to praise Danny. The the reason he's not here is because that team came out on the court after an East Finals run. 
So whatever, but it, regardless, it, you wonder you wonder what the deal is and whether it goes away. Like maturity and improvement is not guaranteed. You know what I mean? Is like people. I mean, don't, they made big people who have pe- sure, but it's not. There is no proven trajectory. You all you have to just guess. You can't just say, "Oh, someone made some strides this year." That means they'll make the same level of stride next year and the next year, and by this year, they'll be the best player in the NBA, or if somebody wasn't great, that they're necessarily going to stay flat or go down. It's not always the case there. You're going to look at these guys and say, are Tatum and Brown the guys we want leading the team? Is uh, Are both of them getting better and not even close to their their peak yet? Um, you know, it, as good as Marcus was, do you still do we still need to address the point guard situation? What do you do for a backup with Al? All of these things are going to be questions that you're going to have to ask regardless of whether they win. There's not going to be this big victory lap like, see they could play or see they can't play based on what happens tomorrow. I, I just don't think that that makes sense. They you, They are what they are. They have it's a whole season's worth body of work. You have an idea, um, you know, beyond beyond the results, you know, beyond the final results. I think it's along the edge. Yeah. But yeah, right now you're only worried about can they pull it? Can they cast aside their January, their December demons, and 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 put together two games of their of of the best that this group has to offer, the best that they have left, like. Do you have faith that they can? Do yeah, that's what it comes down they... to. Do you can have faith? You? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna take some hot shooting, which was kind of the story of this team's offense at times. They produce great shots. Are you hitting them? That parlayed into the assist rate that they generated over this run, and they've gone exceptionally hot from three throughout this playoff run. I wasn't sure if we believed that was who they were as a team, but ultimately the passing and the process that they've gone through, I think, has produced that. Uh, they trusted each other. They produced a 40% plus point, uh, three-point season from Grant. Horford figured it out as it went along. Even White has had his confidence stretches and smart on the whole in the postseason and giving you know, stretches himself there. But th- those are the questions you're going to ask. Do you, do you get better floor spacers, better two-way guys to mix into these lineups, projects? Uh, for the bottom of the roster, I would say, like you just have a essentially filler roster from ten to fifteen right now. And Again, I'm not super. Into, like I said, is those problems the issues that they face and the improvements that they have to make exist regardless of what happens in the next two games? Really, all that matters to anybody right now is can you pull it off? You know, they're in a position where I still think their best effort wins it. Um, and so, what's left? You know, that's it. And I, I think I you can win tomorrow. I, I and think that's what you're going to see. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You're going to see, the best, you're gonna see tomorrow, the, the best performance it, tomorrow. That's I think I if, they, if they win tomorrow, it's a legit coin toss. What I worry about, they actually sleepwalk at the start tomorrow. Golden State goes out big and the Celtics are chasing. That's my biggest worry. I, You know, uh, that, you know. Yeah, we're going to book the encore. Yeah, we could see we could see a twenty point first quarter from Steph Curry. <laughs> they booked the encore, but, they, but, they, but, but <laughs> they've they've survived those before. The, the encore is the, the official encore. hotel of the Celtics. How can the you allow that, guys? Encore? Yeah, they're going to be celebrating at the encore. Wow, you I heard it, Wick. fans. I wonder how Wick feels about that. You heard it, fans. You know where to go. You know where to go to disrupt things. <laughs> You heard it I'm here first. Yeah, I'm like ordering. I'm like I'm gonna be. I'm uh, I'm ordering an insurrection right now. I'm gonna be the guy who's gonna. You know they're gonna. Yeah, who we didn't mention. They're gonna be tonight. playing this in front of Congress. This guy told them to go to the hotel. Yeah. No, but yeah, I, the whether they. Yeah, they're who, gonna, yeah. You know who we didn't mention tonight's show? If we're gonna hit on Golden State for just a second here, Wiggins. I mean, talk about a yeah. game breaker. You just have no answer for him right now, and I don't think we even we probably didn't even mention him in our previews and our predictions and everything else but this 30 million well, no, I dollar guy him. i mentioned him but i was going into it thinking he can't be your number two but then clay thompson sort of woke up and with you know, the combination of the two has just been more it's been enough but yeah he might be the finals mvp right now if you had a pick uh, no it's, it's possible no 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 backing up the no. boards the defense no, on Tatum. No. because no. of that step performance is it's already curry shadow. yeah it's not an eagle dollar situation here one more for nine from curry it'll be it'll be tight no it's not it's in the bag. The votes have been counted. 
Um, but, Curry's going to drop 20 in the first quarter. That's so. not to diminish how amazing Wiggins has been. I actually think he's he was the story last time when we talked about, you know, uh, they got they were able, you know, I, I talked about White not playing defense. Wiggins killed White in the fourth quarter. Um, killed yeah. him. When Wiggins Adam was killing Tatum at times. He's played with killing Tatum, Tatum, especially, yeah. Especially and he's, and on defense, he ate Tatum, Tatum airballed like three shots. He just, because Wiggins was just in his grill the whole time. He plays him too tight. Uh, that's yeah. just not an ISO matchup that's going in in, uh, in Tatum's favor right now. So yeah. uh, not one that I would look for. Yeah, that's why his eyes light up when he gets the switch. But then he runs into a wall at times, and then he turns the ball over, or he gets called for an offensive. So. Yeah, they're just but a sweep yeah, of the wheel job. offensively. You think about the way they're lining up switches and the matchups and who they're attacking isolation and where guys are on the floor and the shot clock, all these things. It's like there's no awareness. Uh, I don't know how you account for it right now, and no one can solve it. That's why I don't feel great right now. I really don't because that stuff just hasn't gone away this whole series. It has not. But again, I'm always going to come back to, um, you know, your defense is your defense and it should be able to keep you in games. Um, and I mean, you just lost the game. You held Curry to over nine. I know. But again, just look at the point totals here. 107, 108, 107, 100, 104. Again, you're just simply not getting be- even when they're getting hot and when they're getting beat when curry drops 40 something it it still doesn't translate to them running you off the floor they're just not capable of doing it they're not capable of doing it so you just have to play a relatively clean offensive game that's it i mean it's again it's so boring but like we're still just dismissing 18 turnovers like they didn't freaking happen i mean you're handing them 30 points a game it just stopped doing it. On a it. platter. Yeah. On a platter. Yeah. My all goodness those, gracious. All those games when it's 16-plus turnovers, that's when. It's yeah. nuts, man. It's nuts. So, I mean, I hate – it's so boring. It's just like it's not worth discussing. It's so obvious what they have to do. But can they do it, you know? it's And it's not like – I think it really is. That's the mental toughness part. That's the whole – when Golden State makes it hard, what are you going to do? Are you going to keep grinding or are you going to try to take an easy way out and do something that is low percentage uh, and, you know, jack lazy threes or kind of just drive into nowhere and, and hope to get bailed out by a whistle? That's what they're doing. They're giving up mentally on plays or on series or on whatever because yeah. it's hard. It's supposed to yeah. be hard. It's the finals. And, and I it's been hard for three rounds. And I think the grind gets you. It's like they could – they play in Milwaukee and they can't get to the paint because those twin towers are there. Tatum got his first like 12 shots blocked and he's like, crap. It gets in your head a little bit. So like this stuff gets in their head, but they've worked their way out of these jams so far. So can they do it again? I still am always, every, like I said, I wake up every day and I think today the Celtics are going to win this game. So I never look at it like they're down three, two, they can't win two straight. I just assume they're going to win because I think that their best is better, but I, I don't know. Well, you mentioned the experience factor, Josue. Ime kind of shrugged it off. He had that line everyone loved about how it's overrated. And with that moment in game two, they come out of game one rolling. Game two, the first quarter, they're killing it. They're hitting all these shots and oh, doing all, all these actions. And when Draymond puts his chest in the Tatum and starts doing all his antics there that he did, and then you see last game, first quarter, they smell blood. They move that defense up just a little bit. They're pressuring. Green's jumping passing lanes. Like, there's a feel for the game with the Warriors that they've exhibited that, that definitely brings to experience. Like, they know the certain little intricacies of the game to rattle the Celtics. And that's what they've yeah. effectively done. Like, the Celtics' offense was rolling early on in this series. You didn't think right. the Warriors look, had an answer for it. Now you mentioned it, Bobby. When you look back on it, like that's the one that got away for the Celtics, man. Game two, I mean, we could talk about game six, I mean, game five over and over again and what happened in the fourth quarter, but game two, they played so well, especially in that first half, the way they came out, or, or you know, the, the way that the Celtics were just in control for most most of it, you know, similar to what we saw in game one. 
So someone here is asking, don't just be specific how to limit turnovers. More than half of these are entirely for uh, just unforced, like right. trying to squeeze balls. Most of Marcus Going to the turn- paint, turning around the, the, when you're in mid mid air, two feet. Like, yeah. Entering yeah. the lane with no plan, jumping no and plan then turning whatsoever. and just firing. Every one of Marcus's turnovers are literally like ridiculous bounce passes into the lane threaded through people in traffic that even if they connect the person who catches it is going to be swarmed by people there's a zero chance of success on that play even if the pass gets caught i mean some of these are just they're they're no 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 passes and some of them are just to uncovered people you know just ba- just errant passes just turning to pass to one of your teammates and whipping it out of bounds so a lot of those aren't pressure based if you want to talk about how to limit turnovers get into your actions faster so you don't get desperate late in the clock because once you do you start to scramble a little bit so you get sloppy you have to drive into traffic or you have to force the issue because you know you're not going to get a good shot that to me is the easiest playing with a little bit more pace and getting into your actions and your sets a little bit earlier that's one number two Live with live with not a great shot rather than forcing the issue. If that's what it is, it, it, that's what it is. You, every once in a while, that's going to happen. You're going to get a bad possession, and you'll just end up with a you know a three from a guy who you really didn't wish took it. Just do better next time. You're getting your every possession is not going to be perfect, but the the turnovers are just the live ball turnovers are unbelievable. Yeah, I, I feel like Brown has a good feel for what they need right now. I, I yep. love what he was talking about today and. Really going back to the last game and his comments on it post game. I think he sees and, it. And also, and again, yeah. we've talked about this before, but Marcus needs one of those. I know Marcus, when he sees other guys struggling, he's like, well, maybe I should step up. You know, you have to be very selective with what you do with Marcus Smart. I think I think working him in the post or having him work down low against against smaller guards where he can do that is certainly a place where you might look for Marcus. Otherwise, Marcus needs to take the mentality of I'm not sh- I'm not looking for my shot at all tonight only if it's absolutely there or if it's just one of those perfect moments where it swings to me late in the clock i am not looking to shoot even if it's open i am here to make everyone better when he does that they're better yeah smart had a nice stretch why do you laugh josue no, no, you're right, because I'm just laughing because it's like a defense mechanism, I guess. You know, it's like, oh, you guys don't want to do it? And I don't know. And he does. The, the, way, the way he's been, you know, in the sense of the Celtics leader, floor general on the defensive side, like, when he's on, like, it's it's just everybody just gels together. And, you know, it's contagious. So I'm with you, John. Hopefully we can get that side of Marcus back again. He had again. that stretch when he's in the middle of the game. You know, and, controlling the, and controlling the offense, you know. Was it the second or the third? He had that string of baskets with going him and White going back and forth there, playing kind of a little two-man game. And he was getting downhill, and then he was part of that burst out of halftime where they're finding Tatum for the spot-up threes. Yeah. You yeah. see the flashes with this group, and he's a part of it, as you say, Josue. He, he's, when he's in control and he's making the right reads, he will drop those pick-and-roll passes perfectly in the yeah. rob. He'll spread the wealth. Yeah. He's it's just sharpest. a mentality. It, he's actually shooting relatively well. It's not as bad as it all as it looks. It's just you, you, it's you need the version of him that's only worried about running running the show a little bit and getting other people involved more than you need him to knock down a couple of shots. It's not that he's been awful. He's not. He hasn't been. He's 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 been he's been pretty good. He's just not having a. He's not he's not making great decisions uh, with the ball, which is a, which is a shame. And you, you mentioned the pass attempts. If this, if the turnovers is such a big issue, why take risks? That's what I mean. They're risky. They're not there. They're not there. There's no upside to them. Yeah. They're just, Oh, go get it. It's it's (laughs) frustrating. Um, Fuzzy just put something on here. We actually all agreed on this in the chat. I I am convinced a healthy Milwaukee would have won this series easily. Um, Not that they're better than the Celtics. I just think, uh, I think the Giannis force healthy either. I think the Giannis force would have uh, would have been impossible for Golden State to contain. Uh, what and with they a did in team. that series, Middleton or not, was super impressive. Yeah. I thought they were done after Game Five and getting up from that with the Tatum performance he had, and then no, Grant super struggling. Impressive. Remember, Grant was struggling at the end of that Game Seven. Missed a bunch of open looks. Looked like he lost his confidence, and they just kept hitting him. And he had a Kelly Olynyk esque. Finally seven. did it. Finally did it. And that's what they got to <laughs> see Olenek. from you. Got to see it from Grant tomorrow again, John. Like. 
me and you were just baffled. This this series for Grant was heaven. No big men, no banging. Nothing. He could play against any lineup at any time. There, yeah. it, it makes no sense. And you're not worried about like flourish. length or athleticism of like getting you just impossible. He's just got to stand in the corner, hit some threes, grab some boards, you know, maybe make some cuts, just be aggressive, just be him. Um, you know, he should they be able to, he should be able to defend. He should be out there and be able to kind of hang. Obviously like anybody gets stuck out on the perimeter on the switches is tough, but I mean, you're leaving Al out there on an Island, you know, trying to guard these guys. Certainly Grant could do that. So I, I'm stunned that, uh, He's having as bad a series as he's having right now. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, anyway. Let's go turn last, around. He'll yeah, turn around game six. There we go. Yeah. I, I Honestly, you do. I mean, I think you he, can't have everything go bad. Yeah. You can't have bad games from Brown, Smart. You know, Tatum wasn't bad last game, but, I mean, he he hadn't been great. You can't have your best players. It was players. good, Tatum. Yeah, he wasn't great, Tatum. Yeah, he, he was, was good. He, but you can't have your best players either, you know, having really bad games or so-so games and then get nothing from your bench. Celtics got everything. They got nothing from anybody, really, except for, you know, Rob's minutes were solid and then Tatum played a pretty good game. They just, I mean, they just need guys to show up a little bit. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you're due. You're due for a 20-point Horford game. You're due for, you know, a big Tatum game. I mean, all of these things are possible. And, you know, and make necess- the free throws. Yeah. Like, what was that? Yeah, yeah, that can't happen again either. But maybe yeah. you don't even get that. You know, that was a gift for the Celtics, the differential. Add it you know, to the, the list, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's hard to feel confident right now. Like, you get 31 free throws and you miss 10. It's like, oh, you just, you're just not going to take this. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And the refs, the refs are an issue. I mean, with the Grant thing, you saw it early. You could see how annoyed Ime was one minute into his first stint on the floor and he's complaining. And Ime literally is like, shut the F up, man. Shut up. Stop. Like, he, yeah. like she was talking to him like he was five. You know, he kind of blew off that question today, too, about the officiating at Grant. And again, they, they don't really have answers for a lot of these issues, which is concerning in itself. Well, that's the most annoying thing, but yeah. Um, All right. We are going to wrap. We want to mention once again, for those out there who haven't already rushed to your computer and ordered this, um, you still have a chance. Go for it now. HelloFresh.com slash playoff 16. Make sure you use that URL, please. And use the code playoff 16. You'll get up to 16 free meals, three free gifts. We're talking about farm fresh ingredients, customizable seasonal recipes, delivered to your doorstep all you got to do is cook it everything is 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 portioned out all of the seasonings all of the meats and whatever it is that you have they just send it to you pre-packaged the boom, fixings. all the fixings whip it up 10 minutes gourmet <laughs> restaurant quality meal that you can cook even if you can't cook trust me you'll be able to do this you follow the recipe card it's all there for you uh really terrific stuff so check that out hellofresh.com uh, and if you want, and many people are on here right now, is again, uh, join our Discord uh, server here, clnsmedia.com slash Discord, where the conversation never stops. People are out there talking basketball uh, throughout the shows, throughout the games. Uh, in the morning, I you know pop in there and boom, the chatter is going. So it's a good oh, community. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby and I popped in there uh, like in the middle of the night at the game. That's the game five. Remember, <laughs> yeah. What was it yeah. like? It, was, it wasn't bad. We had a few people in there. It was we were like, looking for o'clock. some hope. I was like, any hope it was, left? It was like, like 2 a.m. <laughs> West Coast time, and people, people, people are up. <laughs> They're doing up. their own voice chats. They don't even need us, you know. I mean, we're yeah. we're totally well, people checking in from all over. People are checking in from all over the world too. That's a really cool thing about it too, guys. So if you haven't checked it out, yeah, definitely signed up. It's like yeah. uh, the 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 Celtics fanatic spot for fans all over the world, especially right yeah. now for the finals, man. You guys, you, 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 you could jump right into a conversation at any time, pretty much. You guys ready for our game seven trip? Um, uh, you mean you're ready for the Bobby James? Knock it off, Bobby. Stop it. One, I am one, step at one play, one play at a time, one quarter at a time. All that I am That's ready, just like the I, Celtics need to do. I'm ready, guys... I'm booked. I'm I'm going day of, and the first oh, you're thing going I'm going regardless, right? Oh, no, yeah. I'm only if the game seven, I'm going. Um, I'm okay. booked, I'm ready to go. I get there day of. First thing I'm doing is going to the mission and La Taqueria and grabbing myself a burrito. It's been about a decade since I've had one there. Um, oh, that's the spot. I got a good one. La La Taqueria, um, and they're closed Monday, Tuesday. So you got to go Saturday or Sunday if you guys are out there. Um, you know what I didn't realize, John? Uh, this charger's pretty good. Out yeah, there. yeah. 
what, whatever. I'm a big chowder guy. And it was, okay, it was, yeah. come on. You don't go to San Francisco and get chowder. Yeah, we can't. We can't give them that one. <laughs> the, the good, it's all good, right. Go to the mission and grab grab a burrito or grab some Mexican food. There's great Chinese food there too. Um, but Ooh, yes, dumplings. Good really good stuff. You can check that out. Chinatown's close close by uh, where we're staying. I had a lot so. of fun. I saw the Giants game. Uh, that's probably my favorite ballpark, right up there with Fenway, of course. I that guarantee, guys, I will put all of every. I'm going to eat multiple burritos. I will show you uh, pic- pictures <laughs> of all care- of them. Be careful, John. I I went to the game after one, just like stuffed, ready to pass out. <laughs> no, nah, I'm a, I'm a pro. Um, don't worry about it. But yeah, no, uh, absolutely. But uh, yeah, we're booked. We're ready to go. We'll all be at the Garden, uh, Game Six. Uh, you know, uh, this is special. Wade. The trophy will be in the house. Just wait, Bobby Sherrod and I are all there. Uh, Jimmy Toscano and Nick Gelso will be holding down the fort to start the show, and then we will all trickle in once we get ourselves into position. Yep. Okay. So we're gonna get some. uh, You're gonna get some heavy duty boomer action uh, right out of the gate. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Coming for you guys. Uh, So, uh, real quick prediction: Are we going to San Fran? I want my burrito, guys. Yeah. I mean, this this isn't a team that's going to fade away. I don't think. I'd be surprised. The defense, you talked about it. Shot making is really all that needs to swing back their way. I don't know how I feel about a seven going back out to San Francisco. After a few if days, they win six, they win seven. I'm saying that. That's my prediction. I think if you're Boston right now, you're just – you're unloading everything you have in this game. The minutes are going to be insane. The rotation will be tight. And you're going to ride with your hot lineup the whole way. And I don't know, like, I think the Warriors, there's going to be an onus on them to take this, but you've seen Golden State relax at times too, when they've gotten in a good position, you know, just look at the last game, just shot ahead, big second quarter. So close, just way. Up. <laughs> <laughs> so if close. I wrapped it right at the hour mark, you would have you Joe Sway Joe Sway perfect game ended eight and two thirds. Oh, he almost had it. <laughs> Joe, Joe Sway's Wi Fi. No nobody no nobody hitter, mentioned no it. Hitter. It's at yeah, the end no of the hitter. bench. Nobody talked to Joe Sway's Wi Fi the whole time. We didn't want to jinx it. Uh. <laughs> I want to see how many minutes can Rob go. I'm, I'm so interested. Can he just power through and give you close to 40 minutes? That would win the game, I think, one way or another. I just don't think that's realistic because that's even even healthy. Rob doesn't play that, but I think you get thirty. You yeah. get thirty out of Rob, uh, and, and you're feeling. Hey, I remember open night. Yeah. He went 44 in the double overtime game. He did. Yeah, and he was great. Yeah, it's mental. It's just power. Th- this is it. This is the moment right now. Can everyone just power it through? Forget what Green's doing. Forget the refs. Forget the misses. Just keep packing in on defense. Play with That's pace it. going back the other way. And don't do anything ridiculous with the ball. Everyone has a, everyone's having a burrito tomorrow in honor of the, the one I'm going to have for game seven because that's, that's, that's what it's all about, okay? Burritos. Hey, you got you guys think uh, Clay Thompson's gonna get some special treatment because of what he what he said about uh, is the, the first time in his life he's excited to go to Boston. Yeah, it, whatever. L- last time I was in San Francisco, I was stepping over human feces. So let's let's take it easy about friggin' San Fran, all right? <laughs> yeah, right. Boston. Literally, Boston it's like it's rock. like friggin' it's like friggin' like, whoa, land. Whoa. It's whoa, it's landmines. There's just there's just doo doo all over the pavement. But yeah, let's uh, go. Jeez, I don't want to go to Boston. Get over it. Uh, anyway, um, that's it. We're done. Um, tomorrow, hard hats. This is it. This is our sl- hashtag hard hats and burritos. That's what we're doing. I hope, I hope, I hope Jimmy didn't throw that thing away. Hopefully he hasn't. <laughs> I'm going to fill we'll a hard hat with burritos. Uh, yeah. And chips. Love it. Um, and yeah, we'll get a Scott Foster, uh, you know, extender game. I'm sure tomorrow as well. So we're going back to San Fran. We're doing it. Absolutely. That'll be nerve-wracking. Game That's seven. it, guys. Hard, hard hat game tomorrow. We'll be there, uh, as we said, everyone at the Garden. So follow CLNS Media throughout. Bobby Manning will be at shoot-around as well. There'll be uh, reports coming. Uh, so check clnsmedia.com. Check out our website. Um, 
Um, check out our YouTube channel, uh, uh, Celtics All Access. That's where most of our game day and uh, off-day coverage goes. Uh, CLNS Media main channel, all our press conferences, and, of course, um, these live shows. Subscribe if you haven't already. Tell a friend to subscribe. Tell a friend about the post-game show. We want big, big, big numbers for these next two Celtics games, uh, which could bring home Banner 18. Uh, so, again, not only subscribe, hit that little bell. You get notifications every time we go live, which is often uh, game six. I'm predicting game seven and then like three days later for the draft, um, which is insane. Bobby's got a lot of homework to do, but that's about it. We will uh, we will see you guys tomorrow 